and welcome to this edition of EMS Now Up Close. I am Eric Miskell with EMS Now, and today it's my pleasure to speak with An Anthony Bradbury. He's the Managing Director for Mitronic in the UK and Ireland. Anthony, this is timely because by the time we post this next week, I will be in the UK traveling around visiting EMS companies. So I, I'm glad to start the week uh, with you, so to speak. Um, listen, I'm glad for the opportunity. We have not met yet. So um, why don't I begin by allowing you just to introduce yourself and what your role is within Micronic? Sure. Yeah, thanks, Eric. So I've been at Micronic now for two years and I'm the Managing Director of the UK and Ireland subsidiary. Okay. Well, that's easy, isn't it? Um, and uh, let's begin with kind of what is happening within UK, for Micronic specifically, uh, within the UK and Ireland? What's happening in Europe? Yeah, sure. Great question. So we're experiencing really strong growth at the moment. The market is very um, buoyant. Um, our install, grace, uh, install base is growing. Um, so things is, you know, business is really good. Um, so absolutely fantastic. We are kind of retooling for growth. Uh, a lot of what we've been doing over the past 18 months is sort of really um, panning out now. So we have more conversations with more people, uh, bringing new people into our in, into our remit. And uh, so it's going really well. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, go bigger then. How is the overall SMT market performing in, in your area? Yeah, so again, very strong. I mean, obviously, we read uh, reports of a recession potentially in certain parts of Europe, but so far, all we hear from customers is good. Um, so our customers are spending a lot. Um, I think part of that is uh, the Micronic product range is very well suited um, to UK markets. So we have a lot of defense, um, smaller independent OEMs, that sort of thing. So not so much the big blue chips. So um, especially those companies that need uh, high flex, uh, low to mid volume production, uh, you know, really, really good growth. Um, is that, have they been holding off investment? I think really not. I think it's just a case of, you know, their customers are growing and, uh, you know, they, they keep getting pressure yeah. from their customers. What more products? So it's, it's a yeah. great time. It's a boom time. Well, that's good. Now, so do you foresee that continuing to be pretty buoyant moving forward? Or I, I think I do. I mean, obviously, there are some reports of slowing down certain parts of the market. Um, but I would say, you know, generally, we've got the positive effect from reshoring of supply chains, you know, coming closer to home. And I think just as well, a lot of product innovation happening in the marketplace. So, uh, you know, great ideas on new products, perhaps we wouldn't have considered um, even five years ago. So new products coming to market. So I think all of the above, a lot of momentum there. So it's going to dip its some point, but um, hopefully not too soon. Okay, good. Now, listen, I, you know, I used to run a, a, a production facility many years ago, and I remember green lights good, red lights bad, right on the line. So, and that's that idea of kind of achieving your your, your maximum utilization, uh, and that's every production manager's dream, right? Sure. How how can they go about doing this? Yeah, sure. Well, if you just wouldn't mind showing the uh, the first slide there. Oh, yeah. Let me pull that up real yeah. quick. Yeah. So this is just a slide. Let me introduce it. So it's very much how we kind of see the uh, the SMT world of production, um, the ECO system. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you kind of have a look at this, um, all the different aspects here of, of SMT, you've got engineering, you've got logistics, planning and scheduling, what have you. So mm -hmm. in an ideal world, you know, everybody talks to each other. Everybody knows what everyone's doing. Everybody knows what best practice is. Um, but of course, in the real world, things happen, things come along, things that you haven't predicted um, come along. Uh, if you wouldn't mind just advancing that slide, just with a mm -hmm. click there, Eric. Um, so what we see happening now there it is. Yes. is 
There we go, superb. So for example, let's read a couple of these off. So perhaps um, components have gone missing, for example, perhaps components you ordered a small amount, you expected them to come on a real carrier and they've arrived on a stick instead, or, or perhaps you've got some customer who's um, sort of screaming, um, you know, wanting their order to jump uh, your production. So. So really, what we talk about in terms of winning in the utilization world, it's very much about foreseeing these events and really trying to be as flexible as possible. So if you kind of look at the production equation, you know, one side, you've got predictability. You know what's coming in. You know what the components are on the shelf. You know what orders are coming, that sort of thing. The nice kind of bit that we all want to work with. On the other side of the equals equation, you've got flexibility. And now, in an ideal world, you could kind of big up on the predictability and everything would go well. But because most of those unpredictable things are beyond your control to a certain extent they are external factors uh, our approach is very much is all about maximizing your flexibility so you know buying the right right equipment so you can be fully flexible no matter no matter what is kind of thrown at you so, okay that yeah. makes it so then what do you think are the biggest hindrances to achieving this yeah that's a that's a really good point i think um i think firstly you've got to make sure that you have good buy-in um, from management. So don't try and um, isolate people within the business. Uh, you know, make sure you get everyone involved, like any sort of change management program, get people involved right from the get go. And then they feel like they're kind of involved, which means you're going to have buying uh, kind of later on and what have you. Um, also, as well, I would say, um, you know, make sure you have a good kind of financial base for this. So we do this as a program, we call it My Utilization with some of our customers. And what we really try and do is find out how we can monetize the savings that improved utilization will bring to them. So one of the things we're very keen on is, is finding out, you know, if you've made these changes, how much extra production could you get through your plant in a year, for example? You know, is that one and a half million pounds? Is it two million, that kind of thing? And of course, when people see the impact of that, it's kind of, um, you know, really helps to kind of get everyone's uh, uh, buy-in as well. Yeah. Um, can you could you advance to the next slide as well, please? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. So, so I think I think another thing in terms of you know how we go about this, I think it's good to think about um, where you are as a business. So uh, we do seminars sometimes, and we we kind of show this curve here. We call it the utilization curve, and uh, we try and get people to think about where they're at. So down on the bottom here, on the bottom left, you've got a level one. Um, going up to kind of a more professional outfit, level five. And there's obviously different stages on this journey. So mm -hmm. maybe um, stage one might be, you know, someone who's, who's really not bothered about utilization. They're making some money, but they don't really have any appetite to do anything. Um, maybe a, a kind of stage two company is a company who knows that they could do better uh, and they're thinking about it, but not really doing anything. Mm -hmm. And then maybe three and four could be companies who, uh, are very much aware they need to do something. They've started to take measurements already and they've started to make changes. And there's a bit of a culture within the company mm -hmm. to do something about that. And then maybe a stage five company might be, you know, all of the above, plus they're kind of using real-time live data on their line so that if there's a problem with a the board, they don't find out once 100 boards have been produced and need to be reworked, they've actually preempted that or found out after the first board, that kind of stuff. So you've got live data and they're kind of living and breathing that stuff. So I think that's an important part. And I think what you have to remember as well, if you want to take these steps is, you know, you can't jump from step one to step five. You know, you kind of need to have a plan over time and be, be realistic, you know, just do a little bit at a time. Okay.
Excellent. And I'm assuming what we're looking at there too is just one of the uh, one of the dashboards that uh, the system provides to be able to manage the the flow. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a product called um, My Center Analysis. So it's live. So typically, this would be on a on a big screen above a placement machine and you could look at all these metrics or as well perhaps a production engineer in their room could keep um you know um looking at this dashboard as well just to kind of see how it's all going looking at attrition rates or whatever so absolutely yeah just okay. one more slide i think eric would be helpful oh, yes, as well absolutely. for the viewers there we go. Um, so just just again in terms of taking steps forward moving forward and about being realistic um so this is actually again what we present when we do my utilization uh, consultation with our customers is we we like to map out. We spend several hours with them, develop where they are as a business over a period of a few weeks, and then we kind of produce this live for them and we put on the different aspects here. So what we've got here in the bottom left is the uh, as is scenario, which is your scenario today. What what does production look like today? What is your your utilization today? And then kind of over on the top right there, what is your to be status? Where do you want to aim for in this particular cycle that you are focused? focusing on. And of course, what we've got here over time is different things here. So just to pick a few off here, one of the first things might be MPIs always interrupt, uh, you know, interrupting production. So maybe send your engineers on uh, an MPI training course just to kind of get them to, to be a bit more flexible and what have you. Or it might be something to do with uh, implementing some special, um, you know, kitting software that's going to optimize mm. your production. So we like to say, you know, make it achievable um, and make it realistic. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, what's interesting as well in terms of, of utilization is, um, you know, what is utilization? So people have a different opinion um, of what that is. Uh, many people overestimate this. If you ask a big room, uh, you know, normally you get the guys really confident. Yeah, we kind of run 80 percent utilization. And uh, but we actually define utilization as the time or the percentage of time that your placement machine or your line is actually placing components. Not that the time the program is called upon the on the machine or when you press the green button, but it's actually producing worthwhile work. So the production machine isn't waiting for components or or waiting for something downstream. So actually, when you look at all that, we actually find in the real world that most lines are operating somewhere between um, 10 and 25 percent. So way, way less than half of the hours in a productive week are actually used, you know, building boards that you can actually charge revenue mm -hmm. on. And, uh, you know, just just out of interest, um, obviously for an OEM, it's it's easy. You've got few products that you can have a more predictable um, workflow. And we normally find probably in the, in the real world, it's probably they're topping out at 60 percent. Um, you know, which which might surprise some of your listeners. And then in the contract manufacturing world, again, if if you've got everything singing sweetly, probably, you know, realistically, you're looking at 45%. So again, just in the big thing, you know, in terms of taking steps, um, you know, do measure your true utilization to start with. It's probably a little bit shocking, but but going forward, you can, you know, pick yourself up, up off the floor and uh, step forward with a plan. Yeah, no, no, no. I will say the one that I really appreciated on this one, I saw it was the whole replace the feeder system one, because, you know, that is such a critical, critical piece. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, so, you know, with my chronic equipment, we kind of like to boast, we believe that we are, 
you know, that, that we have the fastest change on machines in the industry. So we would aim for our customers to have a changeover of 10 minutes um, as, as opposed to a few hours. And, uh, you know, just tweaking that feeder system or just buying more feeders. So obviously you can prep the next job, um, you know, makes it makes a real big impact because, you know, this, this whole kind of world of, of, of SMT prepping the job beforehand, getting the components right, knowing where they are. I mean, that's a big piece as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if it's okay, I'm going to stop the slides at this yeah, point, sure. Anthony, and uh, bring us back into into clarity here. Let me see. What do you see then as you know? This is the goal, but what are the the biggest impediments to this? Yeah, um, I think um, I think we've talked to already, haven't we? In terms of um, make sure you've got appetite within the business for well, this. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure that the production guys are talking to the boardroom, for example, and, you know, maybe even talking to the, the, the procurement and sales team as well, you know, make sure that yeah. everyone's kind of joined up. Um, you know, if your production guy instigating this, for example, you know, make sure you've got a bit of a business case maybe before you kind of present it to management mm -hmm. to, to say, you know, hey, this is why we need to start looking at that. So make sure you've got um buying. And again, as we've just seen, you know, make sure you've got um you have a plan. So the the slide you've just seen there that's still at the early st early stages of a of a utilization program but right. make sure you know whether you get people to sign it off or not i don't know maybe that's a step too far but just make sure people can kind of see it's going to happen over time it's realistic yeah we can fit this into our production mm -hmm. you know we don't have to get it all done in two weeks or whatever so right. i think it's the old kind of change <laughs> management stuff just just get people involved Right. And you know, what I hear you saying is really kind of it's a cultural thing there too, right? Get people out of their silos and acting more at a corporate level rather than in their own individual interests, Absolutely. so to speak. Sure. Right. So yeah. So then what's your advice for pulling the stakeholders together around that? Yeah, sure. I think um I think again, uh make sure everyone's on board. I mean, that that's a whole kind of mantra there. We've we've said that a few times, haven't we? Yeah. Um, but... you know, what what does good utilization look like? So make sure that you define best practice because it means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. So if you have a larger organization with perhaps several people in your stores department, they've got an opinion what utilization looks like and where they need to go, and perhaps like the increment they can see. Mm -hmm. Um you know, people on the shop floor might have a different opinion. Uh, and, then, and then maybe the, the FD, the financial director, has got a completely different opinion as well. And of course, for him, it's all about bottom line and about perhaps, you know, the capacity you can save on the machine or you can free up rather on what that's going to mean in terms of dollar cents, uh, pounds and euros. So, uh, again, you know, just, just kind of get by and read really. it. Like you say, it's a cultural thing. Cultural, you know, changing culture doesn't happen overnight. You've got to be patient. You can't flip a switch. So I guess as well, if you're going to be driving this, you have to, you know, mentally prepare yourself. It could be a long haul. Just mm -hmm. keep in there. Just, just keep drop feeding and uh, you'll kind of get there in the end. Yeah, and celebrate the the, the wins along the way Absolutely. too. To encourage sure. that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, part of this, and I know one of Micronics value propositions is kind of that single source, kind of the full line solution, right? So talk about that. What role does that that single source full line solution play in achieving the goal of maximum utilization? Yeah, great question. So I'd say, you know, one of the big headlines is that we need to measure what matters, which is, you know, absolutely no uh, revelation to anyone in production engineering. Everybody knows that. Um, but again, we come across many companies who aren't measuring. So the beauty of a unified line is, is that, you know, each system can talk to itself and you can harvest data that not only you can see just to review and monitor what's going on, but of course, each process stage, whether it be printing or storage or placement 
for optical inspection, uh, they can all talk to each other so they can kind of make uh, improvements and modifications on the hub. So, mm -hmm. so that's a real, it's a real beauty, the ideal world, each kind of machine um, talking to weather together. Let me give you some examples. So mm -hmm. if we kind of chronologically think about um, production now, if we start with, with you know, just getting the components and, and doing the kitting, for example. So we do have um, a whole complete suite of storage towers where you can store mm -hmm. components and carries that kind of stuff. What, you know, why is that useful? As we've said already, just getting the components, getting the job prepped up is really useful. So if you have a full line solution, for example, even think about if a job's running at the moment and one of the reels is, lowing, is running down on components, uh, that can send a message to the storage tower to say, hey, these components are running low. And then the storage tower you know, then presents a reel. And so you, you can avoid a stoppage, for example. So that's just, mm -hmm. a, just a simple thing in terms of keeping the machine uh, fed. Um, another thing to focus on now in the world of printing, so it's commonly assumed uh, that most printing problems or 80% of, of SMT failures Mm -hmm. are due to printing issues that's commonly accepted so mm -hmm. we'd be very big as well in terms of um, solder paste inspection as well um, mm -hmm. and then actually tying that up with what we see on the AOI so you know use solder paste inspection get an image of that board and then if you see an issue in the AOI stage post reflow perhaps you've got a BGA that's that's not quite you know not quite not quite level with the board mm -hmm. you can then quickly see the two images together and see is it a paste issue or something going wrong in reflow or whatever whatever so again just having all this data um, that can speak to each other is is kind of uh, really helpful and I think just just a final comment on this this point as well you know uh, you know measure what matters but buy the best equipment you can as well you know don't be don't be hoodwinked into kind of looking at uh, data sheets, perhaps for, for an AOI, you know, great images, you know, fast inspection speeds, that sort of thing. I mean, that's all really good. But then again, think about the wider world to so think about if you've got a new board, how long does it take to program that new board, for example? Um, and then perhaps once that board's running, I mean, and we all know AOI can be very laborious, yeah. you know, getting that data fed into the system. So it's important to make sure that bit's going to be productive. So things like, for example, you know, when you buy an inspection system, to make sure you have a demonstration in terms of, you know, if you've got, um, if you're trying to reduce your false call rate, for example, mm -hmm. and you want to open up the tolerances to let more boards or components go through, right. you know, um, have you got a system that's going to be able to quantify mm -hmm. that, for example, you're not going to get any boards let through that shouldn't get let through, for example, are you going to eliminate false calls and are you going to actually stop um, escapes as well? So there's just think about the whole kind of wider piece again, um, you know, another image we like to we tell people is we, we show people an image of a, of a highway with lots of sports cars, there, high performance sports cars, but they're in a traffic jam. They can't go anywhere. So what is the point of, you know, buying a kind of high spec, uh, big kind of V8 sports car if you can't drive it that quick? So we'd say, you know, go beyond the kind of speeds and fees of the machine. Look at the bigger picture. Look at the usability of the interfacing and the productivity um, of the user. Yeah, I like that image. That's very good, actually. I appreciate that. So for for our audience, our listeners who, who hear this, who are interested in maybe learning more or pursuing the goal of maximizing their utilization, how can Micronic help them? Yeah, sure. Well, we'd love uh, you to get in contact with us. Uh, you can reach out to me. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Anthony Bradbury at Micronic, if you want. I'd say probably two ways. So um, you've seen a little bit of a snapshot in terms of what we do with our customers um, in terms of helping them, you know, uncover their current utilization. We really do help them with that. 
um, and then perhaps where, where you could be. So if you're interested in that, um, do reach out to us. If you're a customer, or even if you're not a customer as well, if you yeah. don't know who your local uh, MyChronic representative is, uh, do let me know and I'll put you in touch. And then secondly as well, we do offer a full-line solution. You know, we, we like to think that we are you know, really key in terms of the high flex marketplace, mid to low volume. So we've, we've got a great product for you. So we'd uh, like to hear from you as well. Yeah, and to be clear too, uh, clients can engage anywhere in that full full line service. They don't have to buy everything. They could. Yeah, sure, sure. I, hey, we'd, we'd love to sell everyone a full line, but uh, it doesn't always happen. So absolutely, yeah. So each of those process steps we think would uh, make uh, make a big difference for you. Yeah, yeah good point. Clear, clearly, there there's there's value in the synergy of them. So, but I'm just for for the benefit of the audience out there. Before we go, um, what to expect from Micronic, especially uh, in your area for the remainder of 2023? Anything? Well, in, in the UK in particular? Yeah. Or yeah, sure. overall, yeah. Or yeah, if you have sure. maybe something new coming out, so okay, all right. Well, if we've got anything new, I possibly couldn't say uh, anything about it, but maybe <laughs> maybe turn up at my uh, Productronica, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, in the UK, so that's a really good point. So mm. a big shout out. So we've got a, a couple of open days in the northwest of the UK. Um, at the end of June, I think it's like 27th, 28th of June, we're going to be sending out some more emails on that. We're talking about utilization, we're talking about all these process steps, um, and also as well, later in the year, we'll do a big webinar, probably Europe-wide, again, all about my utilization. So what we spoke about today, we'll speak about it for about 40, 50 minutes, um, get some um, you know participation going as well. So kind of look out for that. Probably going to do that um, October, November time. Excellent. Excellent. Something to look forward to. Hopefully we can promote it for you on EMS now as well. We'd be glad to. So that'd be great. Excellent. Anthony, it has indeed been a pleasure to, to meet you today, to, to, to engage with you. You're, you seem to be a great ambassador for your brand there. So, uh, uh, so thank you for the time. Thank you for the insights. I know the audience will appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Eric. It's been great. Let's do it again sometime. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye.